Let's say we're all going to get together and make a scary movie centered around a terrifying character. And we have several options at hand. The character could be from another planet. It could be a monster from our planet, maybe like Godzilla or a giant radioactive ant. Or it could be a human being. And there are two versions of the scariest human being. The living dead or a human body without a soul, such as zombies and vampires, or a spirit without a body, ghosts. These are disturbing because body and soul are always supposed to be together. When they are apart, we know something is terribly wrong. The classic definition of death is that the soul no longer informs the body and vice versa. They have become separated. In the gospel today, we have Jesus appearing to the 12 disciples after the resurrection. Is he a ghost? A spirit without a corporal body appearing to them? And Jesus tries to calm them and says, peace be with you. But as it says, they were startled and terrified. Admittedly, I might have been. Think of even the story of St. Sebastian and Diocletian. Remember Diocletian had Sebastian uh, tied to a post and shot with arrows and he was left for dead. And St. Irene finds him and nurses him back to health and he goes and confronts Diocletian on the Appian Way outside the walls of Rome. And at first Diocletian is afraid because he thinks, didn't I put him to death? Is this his ghost? Right. So Jesus wants to assure them that he is not a ghost. He asks for some fish, and he eats it, something a ghost cannot do. And he invites them to touch him and feel that he is substantial, skins and bones and all that. What's going on here is we see Jesus being whole, appearing in his glorified body. And what exactly glorified means, we're not 100% sure. That's beyond us. What we do know is that a glorified body is radically transformed and made superior, so much so that at times Jesus was not even recognizable. Now this isn't just interesting theological pious purple palaver. This is important for understanding who you are and how to live. It has everything to do with what you are about to say in approximately five minutes. I believe in the resurrection of the body. There's a growing movement in the Christian world, particularly among non-denominational evangelicals, overthrowing 2,000 years of belief that it is only the soul that makes it into heaven. The body, as one person put it, is a meat sack in which the soul is entrapped. This leads to the belief that our true self is just the soul, and the body is not much more than like temporary clothing from which we are to be freed, and that the soul is good while the body is evil. And this is just not the case. On the first part, on the first point, on a practical level, you know this. If someone took a pair of keys and scratched your car, you might be upset, rightly, but you would be upset because they marked up my car. 
not me. They marked up my car. However, if someone punched you in the nose, you're upset not because they punched your nose. They punched me. They punched me in the nose. You're upset because they punched you. And further, here is something that is almost uniquely Catholic. The world and all that it is in it, all creation, is good. When God created the world, he didn't just like create it and make it something outside of himself and then goes away, right? And every time we needed something to happen, we pray to God, please God, come down here and help us. And he comes and helps us a little bit and then goes back up to heaven and does whatever God does when he's not paying attention to us. But that's not the way we believe God made the world. Not only does he make the world, but he sustains it at every moment. Like if I told you to think of a pink elephant, and as long as you think of a pink elephant in a manner of speaking, it, it exists in your mind, and when we start talking about other things, it doesn't exist there anymore. But in the same way, God kind of keeps us in mind if we can say that. He sustains us at every moment so that everything that exists somehow participates in God. And therefore, everything is good. And I could pick up this plant and I could throw it at you. And I did something evil. I did something evil. But the plant would still remain good because it participates in God. And likewise, by extension, the body is good. Your body is good. Deacon Terry's body is good, even though his back's been giving him problems. <laughs> in fact, it's not only good, it's sacred. It's why we treat the body with so much respect, even at death. If the body was bad, why would Jesus be born in the flesh in order to redeem the flesh? And further, why would he resurrect in the flesh? Why would he give us his flesh to eat and not just impart his spirit? You are not just soul. You are body and soul together. It's through your body that you are going to be saved. Jesus' miracles were all wonderfully practical, mostly feeding, curing, freeing, and raising from the dead. And in almost every case, it involved Jesus touching the body with his body. Everything he taught his disciples, we learn through our bodies by seeing and hearing right now. All the sacraments involve our bodies. You know, Jesus didn't forgive sins, cure, or free from disease. Like, you know, remember Aquaman, that uh, cartoon, when he was going to speak to uh, the other animals, he would go like this, and those little thought things would go out, and the dolphins would come and do his bidding. You know, Jesus wasn't like that. He didn't sit on the side of a town and, all your sins are forgiven, right? He touched spit, spoke, breathed on, motioned, fed. Today we anoint, wash, lay on hands, eat, drink, speak vows, all through the body. The human person, not simply souls, are saved by God and raised to new life. The whole human person. Further, it is through the human body that we make up the church. It connects us to one another here on earth. It's interesting, uh, uh, the uh, artificial intelligence movement almost came to a screeching halt because they couldn't figure out how to make 
whatever is artificially intelligent see anything else. It turns out that's an incredibly complicated thing to do. It wasn't until they figured out much later, it, it almost brought the whole thing to a screeching halt, that whatever is seeing, in a sense, has to be embodied before it can see anything else. And once they figured that out, the artificial intelligent things took over once again. Likewise for us, there's no salvation outside from the body. There is no salvation apart then from the community and the world. It, and it's not just Jesus and me then. It's the community, the church and me. We are being saved together and as entire human persons, spirit, body, and soul. It is of the most ancient teachings of the church, going back to the apostles themselves, of this Paul said, but if Christ is preached as raised from the dead, how can some among you say there is no resurrection from the dead? If there is no resurrection from the dead, then neither has Christ been raised. For if the dead are not raised, neither has Christ been raised. The final resurrection is when Christ comes again, and then we will be reunited with our glorified bodies, saved from all the limitations that they currently suffer, as was Jesus' body. And as we have bodies suitable to this life, so we will have a body suitable to the next. And as Jesus' wounds were made beautiful in his resurrected body, so will yours. Now, what I'm about to tell you is not official Catholic teaching. You're not going to find it anywhere. This is Father Valenchek thinking about some of these things, all right? Remember the, the, the television, well, not all of you, the television show Dallas, right? Some of you remember. Okay. There was an actress on there, and, uh, and as, a, as a young person, I remember kind of having a little bit of a crush on her, and she had this gap between her two front teeth. I don't know what it was about it, that gap, but it really attracted me to her. And then all of a sudden, one season, she had, she must have hated it though, because all of a sudden the gap was gone, one season. And I was like, well, that, that's what kind of made her unique and interesting, and now she's just like everybody else. So maybe, just maybe, the things that you do not like about yourself, or at least about your body, maybe you're a little stoop-shouldered or bald and hairy in other places that are inappropriate. Maybe those are the very things that will be made unique and beautiful about you in the next life. Maybe the sins you committed while in this body that were repented, forgiven, and had penance done for may become the ornaments of the next. So very practically speaking, what does this mean for you when you walk out of this church here today? Number one, know who you are and who others are. Beings of body and soul. The angels are just spirit. We are body and soul. Number two, love who God made you, and that includes your body, even the parts you don't like. Understand that you are good and meant to be good, and that includes your body. 
Know that the goodness you receive and the goodness that you radiate out into the world is to this wonderful, terrible body of yours and appreciate it. It is what you do that is so terribly important. We can bring great things into this world through our bodies and we can bring much evil. So powerful are they. Treat your body and the bodies of others well because then you are treating human beings, yourself and others, well. And it means respecting the body, being appropriately modest, respectful of the integrity of other persons' bodies, appreciating every talent that you have, being mindful of the corporal acts of mercy, understanding that every action or inaction in this body, every wound that you receive or inflict, every pain that you have offered up and every prejudice that you express, every comfort that you have hoarded and every sins that you have repented and begin, been forgiven for has eternal consequences on this wonderful, good, beautiful, quirky, unique gift of a body that you have. So treat it well and use it well, because you only get one. <laughs>